0: The following program is furnished by Startup Nation Media Group. All
1: right, welcome to this edition of Startup Nation Radio. Today, we've got a really cool story to kick things off with that really, really uh, demonstrates a couple of things. One, how significantly the pandemic shook up, not only given businesses within an industry, but industry categories and sectors entirely. Here's a story of some entrepreneurs, though, who experiencing all of that in an industry hard hit by the pandemic, you know, were able to come out of it with a new business model. And it's amazing how it really demonstrates the resiliency and the creativity of entrepreneurs. It's a real hallmark of being an entrepreneur. If you're not that, you're likely not going to be a successful entrepreneur. So joining us to tell their story today is Alexis Bowen and Craig Zapaka. You guys, welcome to Startup Nation Radio. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Happy
0: to be here.
1: It's good to have you guys. And now your new business is called Elsewhere Travel, Right. And you guys were part of the travel industry. And we know how hard hit for lots of obvious reason the, the travel sector was. I mean, kind of give us the backstory. How and why was Elsewhere Travel born? Tell us what you were doing at the time of the pandemic and then how you had this genesis to move to a new model in travel.
2: Absolutely. We're absolutely a product of COVID, and which, which is, again, something that we that we brought up. We were, we were a part of this, this circumstance. And We saw an opportunity in the travel industry that was getting shooken up, that was getting hard hit. And we saw an opportunity to create a new model, bring it to the American market and say, this is what travel should be like. This is how travel can be run. And we're going to make it really cool and groundbreaking. What we've developed and what we created with Elsewhere is, as we casually refer to ourselves, the Airbnb of multi-day travel And essentially what we do, what that means is we link travelers to in-destination travel experts who plan and book a tailor-made trip for our interested travelers. And we take it one step further. Also, a point that needed to be brought up in the travel industry, somewhere where they were hurting, was a values-driven brand and company that wove responsible and sustainable travel into their DNA. Yeah. So let me
1: try to capture this. So before the pandemic, there was this kind of industry operating on legacy standards and protocols and procedures where if I wanted to book a trip for my family, I would call up a travel agent or agency and I would work with them to, you know, they would say, oh, you want to go here? Well, here's what we recommend. This is the hotel. Let me package it for you. Here are the flights. Here are the, the tours that we recommend or whatever it may be. You know, they craft the experience for you. That worked. But the fact is that was done by a travel agent who may have been selling, you know, opportunities and, and aspects of travel that may have incentive to them to promote as opposed to other things. And secondly, they may not have ever even been to that location. They're really guided on, you know, either their business or or their clientele, their customers, which by the way is both on the on the, you know, on the receiving side of all this business as well, that being the hotels, the airlines, et cetera they're driving the outcomes of the trip that then gets put in front of me largely, right? That's kind of the way it was done before. Did I kind of capture that correctly?
0: Yeah, I think it's important to understand a lot of people don't understand how the travel industry operates and you definitely hit on a lot of the pain points. And the main pain point that you mentioned is that yes, these travel agents weren't located in the destination. They might be selling a place that they had never seen before or never visited. And so they're pushing hotels or activities, that maybe they're getting a higher commission on or something like that. And so that was something that Craig and I initially saw as a big red flag. And we said, hey, it's on our website that trips should be sold, built and sold directly from the destination itself. And how the travel industry traditionally worked is that you worked with a tour operator. So let's say it's Sarah, and she's operating out of New York, and she sells the entire world. And she works with these different agencies. Each agency is located in that country, and so our model cuts out that intermediary, that's Sarah in New York, and people come to our website, which is a marketplace, which is why we reference ourselves similar to Airbnb. And we connect travelers directly with those in-destination agencies. And so Craig and I have been in this industry, like he said, for 10 years each. We have this amazing network. And these are the people who are supplying the best trips in the tourism industry as a whole. So they're doing National Geographic. They're doing Oddly, They're doing Abercrombie and Kent, really the top players but they're selling through an intermediary. And so Craig and I made this platform to link travelers directly to these people so that they could actually make these tailor-made personalized trips directly with a source, essentially. All
1: right, I think this is a brilliant idea and I'm so glad we get to feature it on Startup Nation. I, I think that I have some questions. I have some pushback on the model, but I know you guys have figured it out. I have no doubt. But tell us this. So when was
2: Elsewhere Travel born? This has got to be within the last year or so. And it was back in fall of uh, 2020, so perhaps even close to about a year from now or a year, mm-hmm. a year back that uh, okay. I called Alexis with the idea and said, we got to do this. There's an opportunity here. And then, uh, and I and then said, would,
0: you're absolutely <laughs> crazy. There's no way we're doing this. We're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> I love that. Completely dead. People are <laughs> yeah. dying or dead in the industry. No.
1: Okay. So, <laughs> okay. But some, somehow, <laughs> somewhere, there was a transformation from no
2: to yes. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> how, how did that happen?
2: Alexis, I mean, I'm not that charming, so it had to have been uh. something else.
1: <laughs> you know well, what? It was the idea, right? It was a good idea. I think this is an interesting idea. Yeah.
0: It was, mm-hmm. but what, what it really was is that Craig and I knew the industry inside and out. We'd been in it for a long time. we have worked in all aspects, so I had a background in operations and logistics, more you know, marketing the, the trips, making sure they were sold and out the door. Whereas Craig mm-hmm. had years of experience with, you know, the best tour operators in the business on the ground as a trip guide. So together we knew all aspects of this industry and we knew the things that we loved about it. We love the travel industry without a doubt, but there was so many wrongs that we wanted to write and things that mm-hmm. we thought could be done better. And this model, you know, Every industry has been shaken up with a direct-to-consumer model, except tourism. And we didn't understand why that hadn't been done. And there was a couple other things, which we can talk about as well, that we wanted to change about the industry. And one of them was what Craig mentioned, making an ethical company, something that was really focused on sustainable and responsible travel.
1: Sure. I want to get back to that point, the last point, a little bit later on. But first, what I want to do is this. I want to run to a break. Before we go to the break, I want to just hear, where is the company's evolution today? Do you have customers? Do you have revenue? Is this a viable business at this point?
0: So we've been bootstrapping since day one. We haven't raised any money. Again, this is because of the period that we've been in, but we have been so surprised and flattered by the response. We have sold more than enough trips to cover our operating costs. We've actually been turning a profit and we've been really surprised by, you know, the media attention that we've received. So yes, we've actually been doing really well.
1: That is really exciting. And all within about a year from idea to now profitability. Let's run to a break when we come back. We want to hear how you made that happen. I mean, everybody wants that story, right? We all want that story. And you guys, this opportunity was born out of uh, one of the worst periods in not only American business, but American society at large. And here you guys came out of the the ruins and, uh, and have risen to have a profitable business within a year on the heels of all of that chaos. It's just a wonderful story. Let's hear more about how you made it happen right here on Startup Nation Radio right after this break. All right, welcome back to Startup Nation Radio, speaking to Alexis Bowen and Craig Zapaka. God, what a great story, Elsewhere Travel. By the way, the website is www.elsewhere.io. Is that right, Alexis, Craig?
0: Yeah, that's yeah.
1: right. Okay, yeah. right on. You guys have a great story for those just tuning in. I'll just recap quickly. This is a business, you know, born out of the travel agency sector, the travel business that really, on, as a result of the pandemic, as a direct result of the pandemic, things got turned upside down, shut down and turn sideways and every other metaphor or however you want to qualify it in every other way. This was an industry going under major attack from the pandemic and change. And here born out of those ruins comes elsewhere. Travel really cool idea. Tell us, Guys, now here you are a year later, profitable. So guys, tell me, I mean, here you were on the heels of the pandemic, lots of challenges, it's tough getting a business off the ground anyway, but it's even tougher in the period of time in which you guys were endeavoring to start this business. Tell us what some of the key moves you think you made that really got this business, you know, help facilitate getting this business off the ground.
0: Well, launching during a pandemic meant we had to be scrappy. So we launched with very few resources To date, We haven't raised any investment. So we've been bootstrapping since day one. So really we needed to really build our brand and use resources that were either cheap or, or free. And so we relied on free software to build our brand and social media was key. So we knew that we didn't have a budget for marketing and we wanted to build buzz about us through social media. And so actually a very key resource that we used was Canva. Um, we knew that we wanted to build a brand that was different than what was in the travel space. The travel space is very traditional and it's pretty uncool if you look at the companies that are out there. And so Craig and I, who are both millennials, we wanted to create something that was focused on photo and video and really engaging. And we have no design background. And so Canva actually was, was our tool that we used to build our brand and our a lot of the video and photos on our website, as well as our entire social media marketing strategy was really built on Canva.
1: Right. And then you had to, in order to make this business go, fundamentally, since it relies on boots on the ground, if you will, in in various locations that you would then make available as, as travel opportunities to your customers, how did you rally the people on the ground? Because without them, you don't have a business.
2: Yeah, exactly. These these local experts, as we refer to them online, um, who actually make up inbound travel companies based in the destination. These were friends of ours. This was our network. These were people who we had worked with. Alexis had worked with them in, in Morocco and in Sub-Saharan Africa and in Asia to help put together trips. So we had this network that we were on a, a conversational basis with them in our previous professional lives. And when we went to go rally the troops, first they were in a they were hurting because of COVID and everyone was talking or even reaching out to us. And, and then when it came time to rally with them, we said, look, we're going to get the travelers in touch with you. What do you think of this? What about this model? And they're thinking, this is it. This is what we want to do. We want to sell the trips. We want to get involved because we already have the know-how. We're doing it on a day-to-day basis. And what's better than getting someone named Gunnar in Iceland or... Luca in in Argentina or Zolu in Mongolia to contact you. And so they were getting behind this with us and understanding that this is the future of tourism as well, sold from the destination. And do you
1: have broad coverage now? I mean, it's one thing to, you know, if you're a one-stop shop for travel, you want to have obviously broad geographical coverage. Do you feel you have that at this point? Or where are you in, in terms of the trajectory of being able to have a broad offering? So we have...
2: 30 local experts that cover about 42 different destinations. Those are regions across the world. So we've got places like the Baltics and Mongolia, and then we also have places like Patagonia and South Africa, Tanzania, but a good 42 solid destinations. And we're really looking for the right people in those destinations. We wanted them to be the perfect, the best, the ones who make the coolest experiences and also meet our vetting process for sustainable and responsible travel.
1: So, one of the questions I was going to ask is that as I go in and I start to look in a particular area and I want to plan my trip here and I'm going to use this particular resource, or here are the resources available to me to help the planning. There's obviously a rating system and reviews and all those kinds of things that people can rely on as well, right? Absolutely. And that's a tried and true method of really overcoming that obstacle. You know, I think it's interesting. A lot of people have jumped on the bandwagon of relying on differentiation based on their brand being a values-driven one. And you guys mentioned that. Frankly, I think the business model is interesting enough without that. But certainly, if you can achieve that and really achieve that, and it really comes across as authentic, then I think it—you know it's the old proverbial icing on the cake. So tell us how you are addressing that and kind of how you're executing it and what does it mean to your business?
2: Right. When we started this, one of the things that Alexis and I immediately brought up was we want to be a values-driven company. We want to be a part of the B Corp industry, and we want mm-hmm. to be a part, we, we want to be a certified B Corporation, which. We are at the moment um, a pending B corporation and we're up for our true status coming up soon. And we agree with you. Absolutely. The product and the model itself is doing just fine. And it is rather novel. It's definitely at the right time in the industry when the right new market, which are the millennials who are coming in, they're traveling a lot, they got passports, and then people have time to take time off as well in that older generation. But we feel that it's inherently between the two of us. We are ethical travelers ourselves. And we also find that at our partners are too. They're advocating for their destination on a day-to-day basis. So there's a trend for sure for people to battle over tourism, for people to fight for sustainable travel, to carbon offset, to leave little impact on the destination, and if anything, a positive one. But we wanted to take this route because we also felt like it was the right thing to do. And I know that might sound a little cliche, but when we barrel down what we're trying to do, our model is actually sustainable on its own. And we focus a lot on something called economic leakage, which means that by booking with us, more tourism dollars stay in the destination because our local experts are based in the destination and we take a smaller percentage or a cut than some of the larger tour operators would. And in fact, I would go as far to say a substantially smaller cut than the local operators. I absolutely love that part of your business
1: and that's really kind of inherently authentic. I mean, that's a byproduct, that money staying in the community is a byproduct of the model mm-hmm. that you've created, the business model you've created. And so that's not only authentic, it's just built in. It's inherent in, this, yeah. in, in, the, in the process, and I love that. And I would imagine, too, that many of the people who are recommending, since they're there in the community in which they're going to invite your customer into and help create that great experience for and on behalf of, I would imagine too, that they know things about local dining opportunities that are really maybe off the beaten path or not the norm. You know, they're not the standard. You're not going to go into a franchise and the same with a hotel. Maybe there's a really unique bed and breakfast opportunity or, or whatever it may be. They probably, well, not probably, I think this is the premise of the whole thing that they know better about what's really cool and kind of the insider kind of perspective and look at, and therefore leading to the opportunity associated with being an insider, right? Being a local. Totally, absolutely. It's so cool.
2: Yeah, when you want to travel, the one of the biggest buzzwords always is travel like a local. I want to eat where the locals eat. Yeah, And you always think, like, is that actually where it is? There's still English on this menu. And you want that. You want to find it. And yeah, absolutely. Our our locals are true locals. And even they'll come to us sometimes and they'll say, Hey, do you think that the like the travelers, if I recommend the place that I go to for coffee every morning, it's only open from 6 to 7 a.m., but they put egg in their coffee, and it's a really unique kind of uh, texture. And it's like, yes, absolutely, that is 100% what an American's going to want to do. They're going to wake up, they're going to go there, they're going to try it. And that's going to be a highlight for them, not only because it's a local experience, because you recommended it to them, because you curated that opportunity for them to then experience that. And so we, our experiences when you travel with us, right, we do multi-day, but on a day-to-day basis, not only is it the local experience in the local place that they send you to, the back alley restaurants that you're not going to find because they don't have the big lights or they don't have the reviews that you might consider searching for. But we also have a great focus even on on local guides, people who are incredible at kind of bridging that gap between their city and, and the travelers and So everything's vetted. So our local guides even get to go and try these restaurants and they're the ones that they go to on a day-to-day basis. But yes, absolutely. It's always about getting to be more local.
0: And I think something that we really pride ourselves on is our local experts' ability to challenge our travelers. So we had this, Mm -hmm. um, one of our local experts in Tanzania who actually had a traveler who asked for the Four Seasons in the Serengeti. And she came back and said, hey, I know you want the Four Seasons in Serengeti, but really what you want is this other five star boutique hotel that has all of the same amenities, even better service and is locally owned and operated and has a way better view. And so those are the kind of things changing people's perspectives, changing people's you know, preconceived notions of what they want. That is something that really makes elsewhere special.
1: I love that leading to changing people's experiences, thereby delivering greater value in the form of a better experience, greater memories, more uniqueness to the experience. It's not the same old, same old. It's not cookie cutter. Uh, It was your trip, your way, your unique experience. Love it. Hey, you guys, Alexis Bowen and Craig Zapaka, man, amazing. I love what you're doing. The company's Elsewhere Travel. Check them out. This sounds cool to you, and it certainly does to me. I'm in www.elsewhere.io. Go there today and book your trip. Your memorable one-of-a-kind trip of a lifetime so there you go there you have it guys thanks for sharing this great story and uh keep it rolling thank
2: you thanks for having us Jeff. all great. right
1: thanks a lot all right back with more right after this break on startup nation radio